Welcome to the Kyber Radio Rundown, the show where we collect takes from all the hosts of the biggest stories of the week and force them to compete for take supremacy. I'm Jake Rummel, by day the producer of the Tom and Curly Show, and by night the guy who opens the blinds and allows you to look through the Puget Sound's Overton window 15 minutes at a time. We're back for the first time after a bit of a break for the Thanksgiving holiday, but the news hasn't changed a whole lot in our absence. We had another Inslee press conference to start this week off where we announced a new app you can download to assist in contact tracing. Here's the montage of the highlights from that press conference that reporter Hannah Scott put together for Seattle's Morning News. We now have a tool that we're going to be making available to Washingtonians uh, to make sure that you know if you've been close to someone who's uh, positive with the virus. So this is a tool that when you're out and about and you use your cell phone, your cell phone can effectively alert you if you've been in close proximity with someone who's tested positive. Uh, Our office has partnered with the Department of Health, Google, and Apple on this feature. And it was developed with incredible uh, leadership from the University of Washington. Yep, there's an app for that. This feature, we're calling it the WA Notify. And it's particularly innovative because it will alert people without ever having to share personal information. And this is the beauty of it. Inslee stresses. Uh, This is a program that will alert you if you've come in close proximity to somebody who's positive without ever having to share your personal private information. Phones with WA Notify uh, share a random code um, uh, using Bluetooth technology, making it possible to alert people without sharing personal information. And it doesn't even need to know where you are for the system to work. What it won't do. Uh, First off, this system does not uh, store any personal information. Uh, Second, it does not share any personal information. Third, it does not track your location. doesn't know where you are. won't store that information. Um... It does not track which law notify users are notified if you test positive. Dory Monson talked about this on his show today. He argues none of this is really about public safety. The more fearful we make our kids, the easier they are to control. And so when you wake up or woke up this morning and you see this alert on your phone, that you can activate a tracing app so government will know who you've been in contact with and if you've ever tested positive, who in the world would want to give the government voluntarily that information when Fauci says masks are no good? No, you got to wear a mask. When they say schools got to stay closed. No, we got to open the schools. Jay Inslee says, get tested if you want to see your family. No, 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 don't get tested. Is somebody going to give them voluntarily your health information? They can't keep anything straight from day to day. They could if the motivation was public health. But the motivation is control. Okay, that clip is from... Dory Monson's big lead at noon from today, Tuesday, would be hour one of the show. I just want to give people that tip if they wanted to download the entire podcast. I had to cut a lot out of it. It's a much larger tapestry that he's weaving. He references Nikita Oliver and Black Lives Matter and hypocritical politicians. It all comes together like Dory does. So, again, just uh, if you want to find out the rest of it. Anyway, 
on the Tom and Curly show, we went a little deeper into the numbers and how successful or not successful we've been with contact tracing in Washington State. Once again, they're talking to reporter Hannah Scott. How are they doing with their contact tracing? Yeah, not Awesome. So this was brought to my attention yesterday. Essentially, the state has these goals that they they want to reach. That's mm-hmm. uh, the for the every positive test they get, they want to reach ninety percent of those people within that first twenty four hours, right? Uh, and and talk to them and and you know start the contact tracing process. And they they said when they launched this uh, in their various reports that they have online that it was not. That, you know, they weren't going to meet the goal right out of the gate and they didn't. And it, but it's been up and running and they do these weekly reports in, the, I don't know, mid October. It was about 84%, I believe they were reaching. And then a couple of weeks later, it dropped to 60, 70%. The last week that they reported on, which is the middle of April, I think it's the 8th to the 14th, dropped all the way, I'm sorry, the middle of November, all the way down to 6%, mm-hmm. 6% from 84% to 6% that they're reaching on day one. And also, there's a, it, it talks just about how many they're actually reaching out to, not how many they actually reach, is another goal that they look at. And that, too, is a, somewhere in the 70-80%, and they're only doing it like 5% of the time mm. for that particular week. So is yeah. this app designed could the app solve some of these contract tracing problems? Is that the idea that it'll alleviate some of that? The idea, it's a couple of different things. A part of it, yeah, it can help with that contract, contact tracing. If you, you know, if you sign up and you, you want to take part in the program, it can certainly alert you and make you know that you go get a test. It's not necessarily going to replace contact tracing. It's just, I think they said it was like an, an extra layer of, of, effort in that area, mm-hmm. but also as those numbers that you heard him describe, uh, Governor Inslee, that is, is that if just 15% of people sign up for this app in Pierce, King, and Snohomish counties, yeah. their numbers, their modeling says that's going to lead to 11% fewer infections, 15% fewer deaths. Yeah. So that means, you know, that's, the, the, that's good. Yeah, these are projected, right? These are projected cases? Modeling. No, yeah, modeling. modeling. Modeling, right. Okay, so we know the, we know how well they do with that. Gene Ursula didn't talk specifically about the app, but they did ask virologist Dr. Angela Rasmussen about contact tracing in general. If you haven't listened to Rasmussen's segment with Jean Ursula, they do it every Tuesday, and they ask her questions that listeners actually text in. Uh, I try to listen to it every week because I feel like I usually learn something. So as you have heard, because you live in Washington, you know that there is quite the uproar about restaurants having to close restaurants and gyms, but, but in particular if we talk about restaurants, because over and over we hear that there is no data, there's no information. So this was the first time I'd heard anything attributed to restaurants locally. Um, but just given this limited amount of information, I know for a fact that when I went to restaurants, I didn't get any, I didn't give any contact information. I wasn't asked and I didn't offer it. So we really don't know, do we? Well, so that's the, that's the tricky part of epidemiology. Um, a lot of contact tracing is really sort of scientific detective work. And it's talking to people about where they've been, what they've been doing. Um, you probably wouldn't have been asked where you've been if you went into a restaurant and you didn't test positive for COVID. So I'm assuming that they're basing this information on contact tracing, which is people who have been yes. um, either infected or a primary exposure to somebody who has been um, a confirmed positive case. So if those people are saying, you know, well, I haven't done anything except I went to a restaurant with this person, um, then, you know, maybe that's pretty straightforward that that's how you got exposed. But if somebody say, well, I went to a restaurant one day and then I went to a restaurant another day and then I went to the gym and then I got my nails done. 
um, that makes it a lot harder to contact trace. And so a lot of this epidemiology work is very uh, intuitive. And I think that people would be surprised at how unscientific it might actually seem, because really it's just talking to people and trying to retrace um, who they've been talking to and where they've gone. And people often are not the best, uh, the most reliable narrators of their own lives. And this applies to myself, too. I, I know I went to the grocery store last week. Do I remember exactly what day or time I went there? Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily. So a lot of that work is really dependent on people's own recollections of their activities, as well as, uh, you know, their, their contact recollection of those activities um, and the, the skill of the contact tracer and, of course, the willingness to participate in contact tracing overall. So it's really difficult to, to get that data, but hearing that data does not surprise me in the least. I mean, restaurants, indoor restaurants, have multiple uh, risk factors for transmission, so it does make sense to me from a virology perspective why those would be hotbeds for COVID transmission. So that's the rundown for December 1st, 2020. Sorry if this episode is going up a little late, but my Spotify 2020 wrapped just came down and that's always a major distraction every year. Once again, I'm Jake Rummel. I also produce, edit, and mix the show. You don't always have time to listen to every Cairo radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo radio rundown. See you on Thursday. Thursday.